One of the most striking images of this week was of the Taliban leader Khalil Haqqani speaking at Friday prayers, noon prayers at the main mosque of Kabul. He spoke of security and of prosperity and even of education. And he projected confidence and victory. And one of the ways that he projected those things was by carrying at his side an American-made M4 rifle. He had also at his side bodyguards. And those bodyguards were similarly armed and were dressed in body armor and carried night vision goggles and wore helmets of the kind that had been issued to the American-funded Afghan army. And so it was hard to miss the message, the unspoken message, which was, we are strong. We are in charge. We hold power and authority. Which is the message that we project when we carry weapons and armor. And it was a similar message that had been projected days and weeks earlier by the American forces and Afghan troops patrolling Kabul and other cities with those same weapons and armor. And now the message of power and authority was coming from the other side. Weapons change, but the message is the same. And today's M4 rifles and body armor are yesterday's swords and breastplates. In the times of the New Testament, the world's superpower was Rome. And the legionaries who stood at the side of figures like Tiberius Caesar projected power and authority with their gleaming armor and their razor-sharp swords. There were soldiers probably dressed like this, standing as security at the cross of Jesus. There were soldiers probably dressed like this, standing as security outside various prison cells where Paul and other early apostles were imprisoned. Today we heard Paul's voice writing from prison. Pray for me that I may boldly share the gospel for which I am ambassador in chains. And Paul writes to the Ephesians about boldness and about strength and power. But he writes about the strength of the Lord and the strength of God's power. And he writes, essentially, that these early Christians are to suit up, to dress in the garb of power and authority, to dress like a legionary, armor and helmets, shields and swords, but not really. Their shield is faith, their belt is truth, their breastplate is righteousness, their helmet is salvation, and their sword is God's word. And perhaps if Paul were writing to us today, perhaps what Paul does say to us today is something like, strap on your M4 rifle of God's word. Put on the Kevlar of righteousness. Wear the night vision goggles of truth. And on the one hand, those metaphors make a lot of sense. 
Because there is nothing in heaven and earth that is stronger than God's word and God's righteousness and God's truth. But on the other hand, it takes a lot of faith to believe that. Especially in those times in life when perhaps you have a real cold hard rifle pointed in your direction. Way back when the people of Israel stood before Joshua and he challenged them to decide which God they were going to serve. They had a history to point to, and it was a powerful one. They had a God who had parted the Red Sea for them to walk through and brought water to drink out of a rock and sent heavenly bread from the sky for them to eat, dried up the Jordan River for them to cross into the Promised Land and even flattened the walls of the city of Jericho for them to march in and take possession. And so they said, far be it from us to forsake the Lord our God who brought us out of slavery and did these great signs among us. Great signs that they had seen with their eyes. Now, I think many of us can point to moments in our lives where we have seen God at work and where we have tangibly felt God's presence and love, turning points in our lives, where we have known that the Lord was with us. But I'll wager that for most of us, even those moments haven't been that dramatic. Most of us haven't seen a sea parted, our walls tumble down. And so it takes faith. It takes faith to see God's protection and God's strength and God's power at work in our lives. And there are a lot of situations where we might wish for those kinds of tangible signs, for God to tear open the heavens and come down to smite our enemies, or halt a pandemic, or perhaps to intervene and stop a murder taking place, or a natural disaster, or a car wreck, and where we don't see those things happen, where we groan with all creation for the brokenness that is still at work in God's world. The psalm we sang today says, The righteous cry, and the Lord hears them and saves them from their troubles. Many are the troubles of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. The Lord will keep safe all their bones. Not one of them shall be broken, and evil shall slay the wicked. And I hear the trusting words of this psalm, and I imagine it as a kind of heart cry a kind of wishful, hopeful heart cry. Oh, that God would slay the wicked. Oh, that not one of the bones of the righteous would ever be broken. Oh, if only those who hate the righteous were punished. And it's poignant to me to imagine the psalm that way because that is the tragic reality of being human here in this age when we do so often see hatred and violence seemingly triumphant and we see a lot of bones of the righteous being broken or worse. That was the reality that Paul knew. Paul, as he sits in his prison cell writing and writing and writing, shepherding the churches from afar. Paul, who has been whipped and beaten many times within an inch of his life for the message of Jesus, who had gone hungry and even been shipwrecked 
Paul had no illusions about faith being a kind of magic talisman that we can carry around to keep us safe from suffering. And so he writes about perseverance and boldness and standing firm. And he writes also that our true struggle isn't against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood are what things like rifles and armor are so strong against. But our struggle is against powers of evil, he writes. It's against those spiritual forces of evil that hold power in this world. And it's against those forces that we deploy weapons and armor that are stronger, although they seem weaker. I think we have a lot to hear and to digest from Paul today when he writes that our struggle is not against enemies of flesh and blood. In these days of struggle, political struggle, economic struggle, one thing that Paul calls us to hold to is the truth that as Christians we have opponents, we have adversaries. But ultimately, no human being is our enemy. That our struggle is not to destroy other human beings and children of God, but to win them. Not to vanquish them with our power, at least not our power of weapons. But to conquer them with the power of our love, with the rifle of the Spirit. That's one thing I hear from Paul today. And another thing I hear from Paul is this conviction that God is in charge, even when, by human standards, things seem grim. Paul won his own greatest victory on a Roman execution block, following in the footsteps of his Lord. And like all the other martyrs, he grasped the palm of victory. We're followers of a Lord who won his victory that way a crucified Lord, and a risen Lord. And we know that God holds us in life even when our mortal bodies lie in death. Today we also heard Jesus' promise that whoever eats this bread, the bread that is me, he says, will live forever. Jesus is the bread of life, and he promises us abundant life, eternal life. Christianity is a lot of things besides just a hope for life after death. But it surely carries that with it. This faith in a God who has defeated death. And sometimes people say that the hope for a life beyond death is nothing but a kind of opiate. A kind of wishful thinking that comforts us and helps us stay quiet and embrace suffering and be okay with injustice and oppression in this life and not worry too much about trying to change things. But from a Christian point of view, it's exactly the opposite. It's the fact of not having to fear death that gives us courage to be bold in this life. It's knowing that neither rifles nor tanks nor car crashes, nor pandemics, nor anything on this earth can separate us from the love of God. It's knowing that 
that empowers us to be bold and take risks and prosper even in what looks like defeat. The bread of life is no opiate. It's our rations. It's our nourishment to give us strength for the battle. God is more powerful. The weapons of the Spirit are stronger than human weapons. The armor of God is stronger than human armor. And there will come a day when we will see that made as clear on earth as it is in heaven. That day may not be within your earthly lifetime or mine, but it comes. And now, in the meantime, we do walk by faith, armed with God's truth and God's righteousness, nourished by the bread of Jesus.